You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ormah Bishmish, Israel, 5783-2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bay, and we have the final Makos, the final plagues that Hashem brings upon Egypt, the climax of the story. The Jews are about to be sent out by Paro from their bondage in Egypt. And in the process, so of course this amazing miracle for the Jewish people occurs in the month of Nisan. Nisan is the month of miracles for the Jewish people. And the Pasuk tells us the command, the first mitzvah of the Jewish people, This month, this very month, which represents your geula, your redemption, this very month, which represents the exodus, which represents the foundation of the Jewish people, the beginning of the nation of the Jewish people, this shall be your month. This is going to be the first month that you count. This is going to be the basis for the Jewish calendar. This is going to be the basis for Jewish history. Is that we will live a life of miracles. We will live a life where Hashem stands up for us, protects us, and fights our enemies beside us and on our behalf. That's what the Medrash we're going to read together. We're going to see two very, very interesting pieces in the Medrash both of which I believe have a central theme. Let's study this together. The Medrash says like this, it brings a Pasuk, Mahu Hain. Pasuk says, from the, from the highest peaks I will see him, it says the Pasuk in Midbar, they are a lonely nation, they are a nation that dwells alone. It's a Pasuk, it's in the blessings of Bilam HaRasha. Bilam was able to see certain things that perhaps we couldn't even see ourselves. He was able to see that the Jewish people is a unique nation that dwells alone. Now how does this relate to So perhaps we could say this on a simple level, not what the Medjah is going to say, but on a simple level, the Jewish people is unique. We have a unique calendar. We have a unique calendar. It's called a lunar calendar, right? Wait, you'll say... The Muslims also use a, 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 a lunar calendar. No. right? This month always has to be in the Chag Aviv. The month of Pesach is always in the spring. So whereas the Arabs, when they count their years, they have only 12 lunar months, and they never, and Ramadan, for example, can, can, will be earlier each, each year, right? It could be in the summer, it could be in the winter, it could be, Anytime, because they never, they're not trying to get their calendar to line up with the solar calendar. The Jewish calendar is unique. It's unique. We are our own people. We are not, it's not a solar calendar. It's not a lunar calendar. It's a loony solar calendar. It's both. Okay, that's a side point. But it says the says, They, they are a unique nation. What is the word hen? Something interesting about the word hen. Hen means they. So the two letters are hey and nun. All the other letters in the alphabet, in the in the Hebrew alphabet, they can they have a pair. Except for these two letters, Ketzad. What does that mean? Aleph and Tess. The letter Aleph is the number one. The letter Tess is the number nine. So one and nine is ten. Bez, the second letter of the alphabet, Ches, and the eighth letter of the alphabet, 
So you have 2 plus 8, Hare Yud. Gimel Zayin. Each of the letters has a pair. That gets it to the number 10. Gimel Zayin, Hare Yud, Dalad Vav, Hare Yud. But the letter He doesn't have a pair. It doesn't have another number that joining that that letter together with that other letter will give you the number 10. He only joins with itself. 5 plus 5 is 10. In in a similar way, says the Medrash, the letter Nun has no pair. Right? What does that mean? Yud, Tzadi. The letter Yud, which is 10, in Gematria, has a, has a letter Tzadi, which is 90. If you combine them, 10 plus 90 is Harekuf. You have 100. Chaf, Pei, Harekuf. Right? The, the letter Chaf has a match, which is Pei. 20 and 80 is 100. Lamadayin. The letter Nun does not have another another letter to combine with it. It has to combine with itself. So that's the, the word Hen. The word Hen means absolutely unique. Doesn't combine with anything else. Doesn't doesn't attach itself to anything else. Hen Am It's not a coincidence. The Pasuk uses that word in describing the uniqueness, the specialness, the aloneness of the Jewish people. Hashem is saying, look, just like these two letters do not have the ability to combine with any other letters, rather only with themselves, all, so too, the people of Israel are all so unique. They have something that doesn't they're not counting their calendar, their lunar calendar, along with the Arabs. They're not counting their solar calendar along with the nations of the world, the West. They're, they're unique. They're special. They have their own way of doing things. So, for example, if, let's say, the enemies of the Jewish people make a decree upon them that they need to break the Shabbos, they need to not circumcise their children. They need to serve idolatry. They prefer to be killed and not joined with them. We don't want to mix into the, the, the non-Jewish nations, our host nations around us. As the Pesach says, we are a unique nation. They are special. They use the word which has no pair, no joining letters. They will not be counted amongst the nations. Right? So, it's not a coincidence that in the UN, 90% of the resolutions of the UN uh, Security Council is against the Jewish people. Why? Because we're trying to be part of the nations. And the nations are saying, you are not part of us. We will single you out for special treatment. We, you might not like it. It might not be fair. But even the nations recognize and understand that the Jewish people are special and unique. We have a different way of doing things. We are the children of Hashem. God manifests in the world through us. Nobody like us. There's nobody like us, and that's manifest. That's expressed in the words, We are a unique nation, and it's expressed in the fact that we have a unique calendar. This is a special month for you. Umani Oisa says the Medrash, that God says like this, what am I going to do? Any enemy of the Jewish people that will decree upon the Jewish people anything, I will destroy him. Look back through history, what happened to the Romans? 
They killed a lot of Jews. They killed a million Jews. But what happened to them in the end? They're destroyed. What happened to the Spanish Inquisition? It's over. We're still here. What happened to the Holocaust? Six million Jews, six and a quarter million Jews. Terrible, terrible destruction. But where are the Nazis today? They're gone. There's another Pasuk that uses the word Hen, denoting again the uniqueness of the nation of the Jewish people. Which means, they shall rise. They are a nation that shall rise like a lion. What does it mean, they shall rise like a lion? It means, we'll see that there's two different aspects of it. One aspect of it is, that we will rise up from the ashes, from the oppression, from the difficulties, from the dangers that we've experienced, and we will fight back, and we will destroy our enemies, ultimately. That's one, one aspect of it, and we'll see also that there, there's, this Pasuk also includes an aspect where we do nothing, and Hashem does everything for us. That we just stay in our homes, and Hashem destroys our enemies for us, without, taking, without us taking any action. From here we see, You find... Amalek comes to attack us. And what happens? Yoshua, who's a Mashiach bin Yosef person, he's from the tribe of Ephraim, from, from Yosef. He gets up and he destroys Amalek. He kills the Amaleki people who came to attack the Jewish people. So when we are attacked, we fight back. We have the power to fight back. Hashem gives us that unique power. Perhaps we could say that power is somehow embedded in Achodesh Hazel Ochem. Achodesh Hazel, as we're going to see at the end of the Medrash, this month represents the miracles, represents the fact that Hashem fights on our behalf, represents the fact that when we are oppressed, ultimately we gain the upper hand, ultimately Hashem destroys our enemies. We have that power. We can fight against Amalek. But sister of Araguhu, Shanemar, sister came and was with his army oppressed the Jewish people. What was the end of, of Sisra? He was destroyed. He was killed. Shanaymar by Yoham Hashem as Sisra. God caused a mehuma. He caused a confusion to Sisra and his army. They were destroyed. This is the way it is. Jewish people, we have enemies. We have those who hate us. What happens in the end? They are destroyed. There's a confusion. Look what's going on in Iran right now. Confusion. Now, where does it stam from? Where is it? What's the root of this idea? Where, is, where does it come from? It comes from the, the Exodus from Egypt. Pasuk says, Hashem says, "Don't go out of your houses. Don't go out of your houses during Makas Becheres. You stay in your house." The Jewish people are in their own homes, protected through their mitzvah of. The carbon Pesach. They're protected there. And outside what's happening, Hashem is killing his the, the enemies of the Jewish people. That's the buzzing means that it says Hashem will go out to destroy Egypt. That's what it means. That the nation will get up like a lion. This nation who's special and unique, we stay inside of our homes in this context performing a special mitzvah, carbon Pesach, shechting, slaughtering, the God of the Egyptians, 
eating it together with matzah and maror, the mitzvah of Karpen Pesach, the Seder, the first Seder night, the first, that, that original night of the Exodus. Right? Through our uniqueness, we bring into the world, through our commitment to the Torah, through our commitment to mitzvahs, through our commitment to being unique and special amongst the, the nations of the world, we bring down a special power into the world. We are unique. We are able to destroy our enemies, sometimes through our actions, like we saw. And sometimes Hashem does it for us without the need for any action on our part. That's what Hashem says, I want you to make Nisan a special month for you, because I want you to remember every single year where the the root of your power comes from. Sometimes you might succeed in war. You might have a 1948, you might have a 1967. But don't forget where it comes from, that power, to fight against your enemies who wish to destroy you. Where does it come from? It comes from the power of Nisan. It comes from the miracles, which I did for you without you doing anything. Let's let's keep it clear. Let's let's remember, because this does not need us to perform any action in order for us to be saved. Sometimes, depending on the day, we're talking about Yoshua with a Malik, the day called for action. Generally speaking, Mashiach ben Yosef involves action. He's called the Gibur. He's called the Mighty One. He's Kavish Yitzray. The Gibur Kavish Yitzray overcomes his inclination through his tzitkus, through his power. He's able to destroy the enemies of the Jewish people. But sometimes it's really David Dick. It's really Mashiach ben David who does things without any direct action. Hashem acts for him. <coughs> this is a month of miracles. This is a gift. The month of Nisan is a gift in time, which recognizes, for it's for us to recognize that the miracles of Hashem, we are His children, we are His special one, just like He is alone in the world, so to speak. He is one. Hashem Echad, Echad. He's absolutely unique. So to the Jewish people, is absolutely unique. And... Therefore, we have miracles happen for us. Therefore, the enemies of the Jewish people are the enemies of Hashem, as it were. Hashem destroys our enemies. That's the first aspect here. Now, the second aspect is a little bit of a shorter aspect. It's concise, but it contains a very deep and important lesson, which is very much connected to what we just saw. Next piece in the Medrash. Mashal Amal Ben. Let's read this together. It's a little bit hard to understand, but once we get it, it's incredible. What is this concept of HaChaydesh HaZelachem? It's a concept as follows. It's, there's an analogy to a king. He had a son. king had a prince. His son was the prince. The king says to his son, I want you to be in charge of all of my, all of my property, all of my possessions. The prince says to his father, he says, it's very nice. He says, I'm happy to be in charge of, you know, the, the I'm happy to receive the responsibility of being in charge of all of your property. But there's one thing that I ask. In order to be properly in charge, in order for me to do what needs to be done, I need you to give me dominion over your your throne, your throne, the king's throne. Give me the throne. If I sit on the throne, 
everyone knows I'm in charge. Everybody knows that I'm your beloved son. I'm the chosen prince who's going to be the next king. So, it's interesting here. It's hard to know exactly how to understand the message precisely, but there seems to be two things here. There's the throne itself. Maybe the king is not, doesn't want to give the throne itself, so, so the prince says, at least give me the place of the throne. Give me the makom hakise, where the where the throne rests. If you give that to me, if you give me the the place where the throne rests, then I will know. Then everyone will know that I'm the chosen one, that I'm the beloved one, and everyone will praise me. Now listen to this amazing. We find that God gave Abraham the entire world. Avram Avinu represents the Jewish people. The chosen nation. It was given to him the whole world. What does it mean the whole world? As I understand it, Hashem said to Avram Avinu in the story of Sadaim. He said to him, How can I cover this up from Abraham? I have to let him know what I'm doing. Maybe maybe I'll maybe he'll bring out my Rahmanas, my, my mercy, my compassion. So Avram Avinu is given power over the world. Hashem wants to destroy Saddam. It's almost as if he says to Avram. He's asking his permission. Kivyachal. Aaron says, please don't kill them. Maybe there's some tzaddik, maybe there's some righteous individuals. In the end, Hashem does what he's going to do. But Aaron Avinu is given dominion over the decisions of the king. Now, Aaron Avinu, here's the analogy. This is, Aaron is the prince. The Jewish people are the prince. So, once Hashem gave him everything, dominion over the world, so he says, listen, I want one thing. I want the place of the throne. I want the throne, says Avram Avinu. I want the base Hamikdash. I want the temple. And not only that, I want the space on which the temple is. 500 by 500 Amas, right? The, the base Hamikdash itself is, if I'm not mistaken, 187 by, 180, uh, by 135 Amas, right? It takes up a certain amount of space on the Harabais, on the Temple Mount. But around that is an area called Machna Leviya, which is also holy, but not as holy, right? The base Hamikdash itself, a Tamei Mace is not allowed to, a person who uh, has impurity from coming in contact with the dead, which is all of us, is not allowed to enter into the Azara, into the, the main sanctuary. But there's a, a, another area which is around the main sanctuary on the Temple Mount, on the Harabais, which is also holy. It's called the Makamakise. It's called the Machna Leviya. It's the area where in the in the Midbar, in the wilderness, so you had the Mishkan in the center, and then you had the Machna Leviya. You had the Levite encampment which surrounded the Mishkan. So that area had a certain Kedusha, which if a person is Matar himself, he goes in the Mikvah, he's allowed to go into that area. Alright? It's, it's permitted to go into that area. So that's called the Makam Hakise. That's called the place of the throne. Avram Avinu says, I saw that place, right? Avram Avinu was the one, as the Mephoshim explained, he went up, he brought, uh, he did Akedas Yitzchak. He brought, his, he brought his son, he was ready to sacrifice his son on the Har Habayis, on the Temple Mount, on the Evan Shasia, on the, the, the foundation stone of the world. He said, I want this place, this is the throne of your glory, Hashem. You need to not just give me permission, you know, kind of uh, the responsibility over the world, the decisions in the world. I, I want something more. 
I want that which represents your throne. I want the space upon which your throne rests. I want the Makam HaMikdash. I want the place which is the highest place. Whoever prays there, it's as if you've prayed in front of the holy, the holy throne of Hashem. When Avram Avinu asked, when the Jewish people asked, right, because Avram is the essence of the Jewish people, when we asked for the temple, for the space of the temple, we received this. <coughs> Very interesting. It brings a pasuk talking about Yosef Hatzadik receiving an extra portion. Before we explain, it's a reference to the fact that it was in Yosef's portion, which stuck out into Binyamin's portion, where in Shiloh, where the 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 throne of Hashem, resided for the times of the Mishkan, before the Beis HaMikdash was built, <coughs> Yosef, I'm sorry, was given that space, the place, the, the shoulders on which to carry the Divine Presence. Why? Because Avram insisted. Avram insisted. The Kevin Shashama Avram Kane Ma Omar so, so Avram is told, the prince is told, the Jewish people are told, yes, you get the space. That's what Achoydish Hazelachem says. This is, of course, this menish. You have the holy space, the space and time, which is Nisan, which is the time of miracles, which is the access to Kisei covered in a certain sense. <coughs> and you get the holy space. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> You get the holy space of the Beis Hamikdash, the Harabayas, where the where the throne of Hashem's glory resides. Kevin Shashama, that's what. This is how we show. This is how we know that we are unique and special. We spoke about before unique and special, and in, insofar as we keep Shabbos, they try to stop us from circumcision. From they they try to cause us to serve idolatry. <coughs> we have a unique calendar. On an even deeper level, the Medrash is saying, the essence of who we are as the Jewish people is on the Harabais. It's the Makam HaMikdash. If we, if we have the Makam HaMikdash, we have the place of the throne of Hashem, then we have proof to the world that we are His chosen ones. came in Shoshoma Aram, Kain, Ma Omar, Lekim, Diber, when, sh- when Avram hears, yes, you get that space, you get the place of the Kisei Akavah, the, of the Holy Throne, the 500 Amas by 500 Amas, where the Beis HaMikdash is placed, the Machna Leviyah. So Avram Avinu says, God spoke in His Holiness, I will, I will rejoice. The rest of the Pazik is, The rest of the Pazik is, that we are given the portion of Shechem. What does the portion of Shechem mean? According to this magic, it means the shoulder, the place which holds up, which carries the Kisei HaKavit, the Beis HaMikdash, the Holy Temple. So it comes out from this magic, an incredible thing. The Jewish people are chosen. How do we know we're chosen? Because we have a special month which represents the special Nisim. And where, that's the, that's the place in time 
which represents our specialness. Where's the special place, the space in the, the place in space that represents our specialness? It's the Harabais. It's the Makam Hamikdash. So it's an incredible thing. 1967, we all know, Kodesh Baruch gave us back Harabais Miyadenu. We got back the Holy Temple Mount. We got back this place. Unfortunately, the people who were at the top of this aspect, this, uh, call it the aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef, the, the, the government of Israel, they, they didn't appreciate, right? They didn't properly appreciate how important the Kedusha of the Mikdash is, we could explain it, it has to do with Meshach ben Yosef, Meshach ben Yosef is involved with doing things ourselves, versus Meshach ben David, who we saw before, let's Hashem do everything. So, they weren't yet willing, things are changing, right? But, what's, what's at the center? What's at the center of what, pre- what represents, it's an incredible thing, it's so important to understand, you know, there's discussions about Harabayas, there's discussions about people going up there, should know that that there's different opinions about if it's permitted to go up there, is it not permitted to go up there? There are those who say it's absolutely permitted, there are those who say it's absolutely forbidden. It's worth delving into that kind of subject, I'm not getting into it here at all. But the bottom line of it is that where's our Hebrew? We need to know that that place is just like Eretz Yisrael is the center of who we are, just like the Hakadish Hazalachem is the center in time of who we are. <clears throat> our observances throughout the calendar connect us to Kaddish Baruch connect us to the miracles so too Eretz Yisrael as the center of the world and Harabayis as the center of Eretz Yisrael as the center of and the, the foundation for Hashem's throne we need to know that we need to want that place we need to want that place there's a, a, a wanting that has to be there. Why? Because as, as the prince says, I want you to prove to the world that I am your chosen one. That I am the chosen one. Hashem proves it by giving us the Makam HaMikdash. It's not a coincidence that we have now for the last 50 years or so. The Makam HaMikdash belongs to us. HaKadosh Baruch gave it back to us. It represents the fact that we are, you know, Ikvis of the Mashiach, talking about the footsteps of Mashiach, where we're so close. But we need to want that place. We need to want Beis Hamikdash. We want to. We we need to want to build Beis Hamikdash. We want the throne. We don't just want the, even the place of the throne. We want the throne itself. But this the, this fight, this international fight about the 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 Harabais, about the Makam Hamikdash, is who is the chosen one of Hashem? Who is the chosen one? Who's who's the one? Hashakol Noisin Lakilus. Who's the one that deserves the honor and respect? Spiritually, who is the leader of the world? Whoever has that space is honored and respected as the true prince of Hashem. So we need to understand how important that, that place is. And it's also the root, just as Nisan is the root in time of all of the miracles that the Jewish people experience in their, in their offensives against the nations of the world, so too the Makam HaMikdash is the root of all of the the miracles that we experience. Why? And it's the center of all of our prayers. The Kodesh HaKadosh and the Evan it's the center of our prayers. Why? Because it's the Kisei covered. It's the throne of Hashem's glory, and it's from there that all the miracles occur, because it's from there. It's Hashem 
who is behind. Hein am yishkaim. We are special and unique, just like Hashem is. Hein am kilavi yakum. Hakadosh Baruch is the one who will get up as a right kilavi. The the base of English is also referred to as a lion, a real, right? Hakadosh Baruch Hu, That's the root of all of our success. The root of all of our specialness. The root of all of our miracles is from the Makom HaMikdash. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to indeed be able to have this recognition, to have, to remember where the source of our power is, the source of our success, the source of our, of our triumphs. Hashem should help us to have that, that desire, that wanting, that rutzin for Makom HaMikdash to be in the place of Hashem's throne for the entire world to see the praise and the love that Hashem has specifically for us, for the Jewish people. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.